0: Film strip sessions. This is our general topic show. We do want some other show to highlight things we're watching that won't appear on the regular film strip show, movies we're anticipating, anything else entertainment wise that we're into at the moment. I'm Jay, and tonight with me are Nick and Irina. What's happening, gang?
1: Hey, what's going on?
0: Hey. This is so good to have the both of you on here, and Irina, as you put it to me, this is going to be the film strip sessions of Dueling Accents.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: That should be a lot of fun, but glad to have you all on, Irina. This is your second appearance on Sessions, because your first official appearance is coming in November on Filmstrip, but just to tease everybody, we've already recorded several other episodes with you and uh, with different combinations of the Filmstrip crew, so that'll all be coming up the end part of 2019 and then into 2020. Nick, of course, long-time Filmstrip alum, and you're kind of the star of next month, September, for Filmstrip, because you and I are doing the end of Summer of Stallone. We're doing Cliffhanger together, and then we're going go to the theaters together and see it chapter two and then go try to record that at your house
1: yeah no it's uh gonna be actually it will be our first one that we've done lot li- or i wouldn't say live but in the same room but the second attempt uh yeah <laughs> we had uh we had kind of a Bosch attempt there with another stallone movie uh the specialist but uh after we learned that that one was basically, uh, you know, fubar, we just decided to be like, you know what, let's go do something actually, some, you know, somewhat fun to talk about. <laughs> so, yeah. one of the one of the lost children that we've had. So,
0: yeah, indeed, yeah, we've got a few of them in, in the film strip history. But anyway, let's let's get into talking about things that you guys are into and watching. Nick, start with you. What uh, what's been on your uh, viewing slate recently?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, as far as movies go, I mean, I finally caught up on Endgame. Um, I know that was one that pretty much, according to the box office, pretty much everybody's seen. I just, I'm kind of superheroed out, but my son loved it. I mean, he saw it three times in the movie theater, once with his friends, once with my dad, once with my mom. And uh, so. He did you on that. <laughs> he did. I mean, I actually, I probably would have seen it opening day, but he went with his friend and I'm just like, you know is what it is So <laughs>
2: if it makes but. you feel any better nick I, I still haven't seen it i got ditched my my husband and my daughter went to see it my son and i have kind of been like no we're not ready and they they keep saying no can we watch it at home can we watch it again i'm like nope and my son will look at me and be like no nah, i'm with mommy we're gonna make you guys wait until we're ready
1: <laughs> there you go <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Well, I I remember seeing it. I think I even, I think Chase and I even talked about like, yeah, you know, (laughs) and you're over there going like, well, whatever. So, you know, (laughs) so we, we, uh, he and I did not see it at the same time, but we saw it in the same theaters. I I love to tell my in-game story because my wife is not into these Marvel films, but she kind of has gone to a few of them with me. She saw Infinity Forward with me. She wanted to see this one. And so we got this wild hair halfway through Friday afternoon at work. We messaged each other on the interoffice message system and say, hey, you want to go tonight? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Let's go to the 10 o'clock showing. And right around 830, we both realized we're well past 40 now. And 10 o'clock on a Friday night after a long week of work is a bad idea. We're drinking coffee, trying to stay awake before we go into this thing. And then then I lay on her. Oh, by the way, you do this is three hours, right? and the look on her face i wish i could recreate it audibly for both of you Um, but uh she had a good time watching all the nerds geek out and uh, that kept her entertained while i watched the movie and uh anyway yeah Endgame game's been out so i'm glad you finally caught up on that one nick like you say you're the last person in the world to see it except irena and her son
1: yeah i mean (laughs) but even like you know talk about like real popular movies like i'm i like you know with me like i'm I really like Westerns you when know, a Western movies and everything. And I finally actually sat down and watched the searchers. I know that's kind of like the, uh, John Wayne, like quintessential movie that he did, or, you know, what some consider to be his best movie. So finally caught up with that. Um, got, uh, the new Godzilla movie, King of monsters. My son really wanted to see that. So I watched that. That was, I thought it was pretty good. I know some people kind of ragged on it. I was like, eh, you know what? It was what I expected. I thought it was better than the first one. And, um, we also sat down and we watched Aquaman last night, and I think I texted you on Facebook after I got done with that, and I was just like, "Boy, that was like the biggest like milk toast movie I think I've seen in a long time." I'm like, it, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. I mean, it was like just there, and I, I like Jason Momoa when he doesn't really speak, but like his whole like bro like motorcycle you know dude thing. I mean. I think it's fine like if he's a supporting guy. I mean, I've never seen Justice League minus like the first 15 minutes. I fell asleep when I tried watching it. But um the little bit I saw of him in like in the trailers or whatever, I'm like, okay, yeah, good supporting guy. Him being like in the entire movie being the main focal point, it was just like uh I, I just like I said, it it was Okay, I guess. So,
0: So, that's uh, Nick's kind of run down a bunch of the movies he's been into. What have you been watching lately?
2: Uh, So, first, I'm going to go ahead and, like, let's broach this John Wayne subject because my favorite John Wayne is The Shootist because, let's be honest, it probably was one of his best pieces of work. Moving on. Yeah, I, um, my husband and I have kind of been binge watching a uh, sex education because Gillian Anderson with a British accent is fabulous. Um, I'm also really loving Asa Butterfield in this. Watching this show, I kind of was like, who's that kid? Why do I know that kid? And then I was like, oh, Ender's Game. That's right. Where he got hosed doing the the, the Ender's Game movie. Poor guy. Poor guy. But, um, that wait a minute. I- they,
1: they, they made a movie about that book. Where did you know been?
2: That. Yes, they did, and it had Harrison Ford in it. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> it was probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, and probably one of the uh, more disappointing transitions from
0: book to movie. Well, like, future episode. Uh, that sounds like to me.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> what? It sounds. It sounds like basically at the end of review of like almost every Stephen King movie that we talked about.
2: <laughs> I looked at my husband. I was like, that was not what the book was like. The book wasn't like that. And he was like, well, how do you know? I was like, because I read the whole series and that's not what the book was like. So um, yeah, you can watch Ender's Game for you know, a really mean review or something. But they did do a movie and did have Asa Butterfield in and he was fabulous um, for what he was given to work with. But anyway, Sex Education, super funny. It's about um, a young man who's, he's in high school, and his mom is a sex therapist, and it's about how he uses the things that he's learned from his therapist moms to help his classmates and his friends kind of overcome all those awkward moments in sexuality that Go on in high school. And yeah, it's kind of one of those things that we have to be more aware of, Um, especially I I know I have an 11 year old and I'm kind of looking at the future going, oh, crap, six years from now, um, I don't know what she's going to be doing. So it kind of gives you that. uh, A little bit of what the kids are going through and how you can handle it appropriately and how not to handle things (laughs) and uh, sex education is on Netflix. So season two comes out in 2020. So I'm looking forward to seeing what goes on with Otis's therapy sessions with his classmates. You know, you
0: mentioned Jillian Anderson with a British accent and I saw her in a show that was like a limited run thing. I think it had two seasons or something like that. She was in it with Jamie Dornan who, Most people know from the awful Fifty Shades of Grey movies or whatever. He's actually a really good actor. And he plays like this, I don't know, serial killer that she's chasing or something. And I I think it's called The Fall. I can't remember. And I'll have to look it up in between the talking here. But you said Gillian Anderson, British accent. And when I saw her doing that in that show, and I watched it with my wife a couple of years ago. I remember actually having to Google, like, is she actually from Great Britain? Have I been wrong all of this time? And no, she's not. She actually just does a really good one.
2: Yes so no? Uh, she was in the
0: fall with him. Okay, well, it was called the fall. Great. See, I'm, I haven't
2: completely lost my mind. Yay! No, my I, thought
0: you, I
1: thought you were going to say one. American Gods at first. Jay, I was <laughs> like, oh god, not that show. No, <laughs> I have not watched a
0: single second of that. I can tell you. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: you're not you're not missing much.
0: <laughs> All right, Nick, uh, what uh, what TV wise have you been into?
1: Um, well, I've been kind of doing two shows. I mean, I just finished up one, another one I'm kind of in the middle of. The one I'm in the middle of right now is uh kind of a, a little bit of an older show. Um it's been off the air for a few years, but uh justified with uh Timothy Oliphant and uh Walter Goggins. Um really good show, U.S. Marshall in Kentucky, you know, bourbon, for, you know, they like their bourbon and you know, chicken and fried chicken and everything. So it's <laughs> it's it's cool because I mean as, as you know, my Uh, job, (laughs) I guess I can just say that now is, uh, I, I do travel up to Kentucky quite a bit and I've kind of grown, you know, grown fond of it. I mean, it's, you know, I think it's kind of a cool state. I'm into horses and everything. And so it's all kind of cool to be able to, you know, see that show and kind of see that whole culture you know, of Kentucky on screen, you know, I'm, how I feel is pretty accurate. I mean, not going to sit there and say everybody I ran into is a big meth head or something like that, but I'm more talking about the, uh, just kind of like the nice scenery and everything, which I really like out there with the, uh, rolling blue, hi- you know, blue grass Hills and everything. So, but the other show that I've been watching and I just finished up is over on Amazon, um, the boys, which is a superhero movie. It's kind of like an R more R rated version of the, uh, Schneider, uh, DC universe where the superheroes are complete assholes where you got the main guy named Homelander, who is essentially Superman, and, but imagine Superman if he was probably more like a evil Leth- Lex Luthor or whatever. So, 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 so he, he just S- does From
0: Superman three, when he like gets around the bad Kryptonite that Richard Pryor gives him with camel suit. No, yeah, no, but
1: but, but he's opposed even worse, to like, um, oh wow, yeah, he's not like just arm wrestling guys and drinking like you know red, you know Johnny Johnny Red or something like that. No, he's like basically like saw airplanes and half mid flight and stuff, or just, you know, <laughs> cooking people's faces with his laser eyes. He's a, l- a little bit worse than Superman three.
0: This sounds like well, if the say, kid from Brightburn grew up. If y'all either of y'all it, have seen that
1: basically. Yeah. Basically that. Okay.
2: I, I was actually thinking about this in the car today because, um, and you stole my thunder, Nick, because the boys, my husband and I just finished it. But um the one thing that I kind of, associated with him is um it's like if superman got mad and became a politician because (laughs) you really you really take this superhero and see how politics can corrupt an innocent mind because that's basically what homelander is Hmm.
1: yeah totally like he's like for me he's almost kind of like a soldier with like ptsd who just they keep on using them over and over and over again. And finally he realizes like, I'm the one with the gun. Why am I taking orders from you? And that's kind of his whole attitude, at least, you know, kind of as the series goes on. But, um, as far as like really what the show's about is you got this guy who's set up. He's like the whole first episode, like he's hanging out with his girlfriend, they're going out having coffee and stuff. And they're all talking about moving in you know, it's all cutesy and he's talking to her as she kind of steps into the street. And, their version Wait, of the flash don't spoil
2: it for jay don't spoil it for oh, jay. This, is the, this
1: is like the first five minutes of the show so no it's just, I, don't
2: do it
1: i'm gonna
0: tell you both now i haven't seen any of this and i'm probably not going to watch it so spoil away i don't
1: care like i said the, the setup though is the guy's girlfriend gets killed because the a-train runs through her and basically explodes her all over him like oh, it's wow. just you know gore all over his face and stuff so Except he ends up joint. Yeah, except for the hands. Yeah, the hands he's he's still holding on. So it's 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 kind of romantic. I, I kinda wanna but, see it now. Wow.
2: <laughs> it's kind of like a Titanic moment. Don't ever let go. Okay,
1: don't give me- up. <laughs> but he he joins a group called The Boys, and it's led by Carl Urban. And basically they're kind of like a another group that got set up to take out these superheroes because they know that these guys are kind of assholes. So you got, you know, you got this guy who's Black Noir who's basically like their version of batman you got homelander who we're talking about before he's superman you got like the amazon uh queen or princess obviously wonder woman a train who i mentioned before is like flash and then you got this one guy who's really kind of screwed up i'm not going to spoil anything more with him but he's uh kind (laughs) of like their version of aquaman yeah and then there's uh the new girl who comes in who is uh she's kind of like i don't know if you know who like power girl is in the comic books but almost or or just let's say supergirl just you know okay. for a real common one just that's what she comes into and she kind of learns real quick that this group isn't you know they're they're called the seven aren't what they seem and it's sure. like i said it's good though it's got a lot of really good stuff a lot of like a real good social commentary uh you know how the you know our country or the world views you know heroes as like these you know infallible you know beings but really in real life they're just as bad if not worse than you know even the bad guys they're going after so but it's it's a strong recommend, and you know, Jay, I know you're saying that you know you don't have time, but this is one where I think if you could probably catch an episode here and there, I think you'd enjoy it, especially considering all the superhero junk that we've talked about in the past.
0: You know, it I, after hearing you describe it, and Irina's talked about it <laughs> offline with me, I'm going like I I'm gonna have to find time for this. It sounds like you know it's it's Watchmen esque, which I I know I'm the only person on earth that liked that movie, but whatever, I did because I like the subversive
1: part of it, so I'm kind of down for this, and I liked Brightburn. I thought that was. Cool. Oh, I I was gonna say though, but speaking of like Amazon, though, I gotta find out have you seen the I'm starting to rewatch it right now, the fabulous Miss Mrs. Maisel on Amazon?
2: No, I saw the first episode, it's cute, and I need to go back and watch the whole thing.
1: You need to watch the thing because I think it'd be right up your alley. It's there's two seasons. And it's it's spectacular. I think the worst, the first episodes is actually the probably the worst one. It gets really really good as it goes on, especially when they go take like a family trip up to the Finger Lakes. It's it's hilarious. So,
2: well, you know, being a musical theater nerd, I guess, like you know, I I kind of gotta I gotta dive into it at some point. Um, but I'm going back to the boys, and you mentioned Watchmen movie. So I, I actually was talking to one of our other. Um, your other guests, Ron. And he said, cause I told him, I said, Hey, you got to watch the boys. And he was like, really? I said, yeah, you got to go watch it. So he sat down and he was watching. He was like, there's a lot of Watchmen references in here. And I said, well, that's nice for you. I haven't seen Watchmen, but so, um, since you think you're the only person who liked that movie, you better find time to watch this show.
0: I might have to check it out then. Okay. All right. Well, Irene, I know you keep up with a lot of stuff that's coming out soon and you have a lot of, very strong opinions about some of it. So what's some of the stuff that's coming down the pipeline that you're asking the eternal question? Why? <laughs>
2: So I have a couple, you mentioned one and I'm not even going to touch on it. Um, Okay, fine. I'll, I'll mention it briefly. Uh, Why do we need an it too? And then I think it was explained to me that the new one in what, 2017 only had the kids so now we need the adults. And I was like, okay, so. Also,
0: also the 2017 one made $600 million. Do not forget that. That matters.
2: You know what? I did not absorb any of that money, so I don't care, (laughs) but. (laughs) My question also we're remaking Rambo. Uh why do we need to remake it? Well we're Rambo? not we're not
0: remaking it. To be fair. We're just adding another chapter in the sick history that is <laughs> Rambo. Oh
2: wait, but if there's no Sly, it's not Rambo. is <laughs> in it.
0: What are you talking about?
2: Is he? Okay, so then maybe I need to go like jump off a cliff. Okay, okay,
1: you've got, you got to realize there's a lot of plastic surgery that went on with him in his life. He may not look <laughs> I mean, like he did, but that that's him. Look, that's look, him. look, look
0: I, I read, I know I look kind of yeah. like a horse right now, but it's me. I promise. <laughs> it's me.
2: So anyway, other things that are coming out. This is my last why, and then I'll get into something I'm actually super excited about. Dora the Explorer... <laughs> So, so it's dora and the lost city of gold um and the reason
0: <laughs> sounds I like I a national treasure up, sequel that didn't get made <laughs>
2: the reason i even bring this up is because i have two kids and i'm kind of like "Ooh, what can i take my kids to see forgetting that like my daughter's favorite movie is aliens because she's just like her mother um then then i looked at it and i was like you know longoria like why is she in this movie why is this a thing So I don't understand why we're coming out with Dora the Explorer. Like the one thing I enjoyed about her was the simple little things. But one of the things I'm excited about, forget my whys, is 1917, the movie, which is like this generation's uh, version of Saving Private Ryan, only all of the brothers are alive. Hmm. Two brothers who are sent on a mission to deliver a message to other british soldiers to stop an attack and in the process by stopping this attack they're also saving their brother's life it's also got benedict cumberbatch in it who um i kind of have a soft spot for you know that whole dr strange thing so i'm really looking forward to seeing that so it is 1600 men but i'm really uh looking forward to seeing this because i love i love westerns i love war movies it's a uh, If I can step away from musical theater, that's kind of my genre.
0: You know what? I had not seen much of the 1917, so I saw you put it on the notes, and so I looked up the trailer or the little teaser or whatever today, and I'm with you. I'm like, that looks really well made, looks good. That's probably going to be one of those I have to fit in after December, uh, catching early January when everything's kind of quieted down a little bit. But yeah, it looks like a really good movie and, you know, loaded with tons of stars and looks great. Everything else you mentioned, like I have, I have two nieces. Neither one of them ever got into Dora. So I, I've missed that, thankfully. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm glad I don't have to be a part of that. But I mean, The cynical part of me is like, why are they making it? Because anything that's popular means that's a known commodity and I can repackage it and sell it. Nick, you're a salesperson. Am I wrong? That's how this works.
1: Well, you got to look at the Disney model right now is they're taking all their cartoon princesses and everything and turning them into live action. So Mm. I guess, you know, I guess Dora's Nickelodeon or whatever. So. I guess maybe that's one the closest thing they had. So yeah, let, let's make that live. I mean, Christ, they're making Sonic the Hedgehog a live movie. So it's, it's, it's all in vogue right now. It's like, take a cartoon character and make them real. I'm waiting for the actual like real life Simpsons movie. So
2: it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause that kind of segues into the last thing that I'm going to mention of the night and then I'll shut my mouth, but they're doing, um, I don't know if you've seen this, but like regularly on live television, they'll do uh, a musical so that you see everybody kind of running from cue to cue backstage and they're doing the Little Mermaid live. Oh. Um, so that following on the heels of the casting of the live action Little Mermaid that tore up the Internet. Um, so the cast of the Little Mermaid live, let's separate that from Little Mermaid live action, is the Little Mermaid live is... Um, going to star the girl who portrayed Moana in Moana as Ariel queen Latifah as Ursula. And I swear to God, this woman has been waiting to play this part her entire life and friggin' Shaggy is going to play Sebastian. And I feel what, like we're h- almost h- like, h-
0: hold on just a minute. You mean like it wasn't me Shaggy or like,
2: it wasn't me Shaggy. It wasn't me Shaggy is going to sing. Kiss the oh, girl.
1: I thought, I thought it was going to be Matthew Lillard. I'm like, I'm glad he's getting work. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. <laughs> okay. So my stupid little heart is going, oh, my God, Shaggy. Wow. Yay. And I'd totally impersonate well, him if I was still a base, but I'm totally
1: not. You know who would have been a better um, Ursula was, is Guy Ferrari or whatever his name is, the yeah, chef guy. Guy Fieri? Fieri? No.
2: yeah,
1: Yeah, he would have been perfect. I mean, he <laughs> looks just like her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we just slap on some purple eyeshadow and he'd be all set.
0: Let me just give you what that would be like. You come over here into my part of the city and bam, it's awesome. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> Guy as Ursula, everybody. I have seen these live action like staged things that you're talking about. I, the first one was Grease Live that I watched because I'm a huge mark for Grease, always have been. And they threw Julianne Huff in there. And I was like, okay, I'm down for that. She's a good Sandy. No, I saw that one and I thought, yeah, that's a cool idea. I haven't seen any of the other ones that they've staged. I've seen them like mentioned, but I haven't gone and watched any of them. But I do think that's kind of neat. I mean it's a it's a whole stunt of trying to get people to watch live television again. and So let's give them something that they know, but we're going to make it look like it's really hard for us to pull all of this off. And its I'm making it a can, and this is no shot at this at all, but it's like watching high school theater happen as it happens. And it's kind of fun. It's with faces you know and some you don't and all the songs you love. But I don't know. I mean, the Grease one was okay. I'd, I've never watched any of the other ones, so I'm not surprised okay, they're I, doing this. I'm going
2: to tell you, you have to watch... A Christmas Story the musical. I'm going to tell you that you cannot watch A Christmas Story this Christmas that you have to watch A Christmas Story the musical. And I'm not saying that because I starred in it as Mrs. Shield once, but I'm saying I'm saying it because it's actually a good musical.
0: You as Mrs. Shields, I'm trying to get out of my head right now. I don't know that I can handle that. but uh,
2: anyway, so. It was fabulous. I got to tap dance in red sequins. Oh, wow. So I,
0: now you've laid <laughs> two things on me I didn't know. One, that you could tap dance to that this was a musical, but okay. Oh, my
2: gosh. It's better than the movie. So anyway, now that we've completely gone off what we're talking about, Nick, I'm sure you have other things to talk about.
1: Yeah, I'm still sort of trying to think. I'm like I've never seen like a live action or musical or any play or anything in my life. I think the closest thing I've ever seen was some my dad and par- my my parents maybe watched like that. I think it was was it Julie Andrews who played uh Peter Pan? No,
2: no, it was Mary um, Martin, but that's okay. Oh, is that Martin what it is? It. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know who it was, but
1: I remember like seeing something like that as a kid and it was like enough to turn me off of like anything like that ever. So, yeah, that that was it. So, <laughs> They, uh, did do, they did maybe, do a stage maybe, adaptation
2: maybe. of aliens, I'm just saying. There was a high school saw, that did a stage I adaptation saw of Aliens. That.
1: I saw that in the and news.
2: Jordan, yeah, I
1: yeah, saw that, yeah. That that actually that I would go and see. That 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 one I would. Or if they would do like Evil Dead or something like that. They oh, did. Two-
2: Evil Dead, the musical is a thing.
1: Oh, then I'll have to check that out. (laughs) Okay, Okay, you sold me. I'll I'll check one out. Done. A new convert every day.
2: Yay! (laughs) I'm winning at life. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, Nick. I, I totally derailed everything. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so, I mean, as far as anything coming up with me that I'm kind of interested in is – I know, Jay, you kind of brought up Watchmen earlier. Do you know that there's going to be a Watchmen show on HBO? I
0: did. Our friend Ron co- is going to be covering that over at Den of Geek, and he's talked about it a lot and really excited about it. I, I had seen the trailers for it on HBO back when Game of Thrones was disappointing everybody, including me, <laughs> and so I was intrigued. I'm curious because I understand it's sort of picking up from the movie and then you know expanding the universe.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's more picking up I think from the comic book or the graphic novel. It's not the movie is going to be its own thing, but I okay. think it's kind of more of like a like a like a quasi sequel to the uh, to the graphic novel. Um, I it, mean, it looks interesting. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. I mean, I, I like the cast that they have in it, and I like what I've seen so far. So, I mean, d- definitely something I I will check out, but. That that's for the TV um, segment, but as far as movies go, um, one I'm actually kind of interested in seeing is uh, Ford versus Ferrari. I thought that actually looked really good from the um the trailer that I saw. I don't know if either of you have seen that. I have
0: seen that trailer. It did look good. Yeah,
2: uh, it crossed through my feed at one point, and I kind of said, eh, Ford versus Ferrari. I'm a chick," and <laughs> I had that moment.
1: Yeah, me. It's I. I'm an easy lay when it comes to like cars and everything like that. So it, to me, it looks it looks it looks good too, and it, it's a good story because it's all based on real life and everything. So, yeah. But as far as like any other movie coming out, I mean, obviously there's It Chapter Two that's coming out, and really, I mean, I, I saw there was a trailer for the remake of Jacob's Ladder. I don't know if either you've seen the original what? one with. Uh, I had no idea yeah. that was
0: a thing. Wow.
1: Yeah, they doing a remake of it. So that's coming out actually pretty soon and to the movie theaters. Hmm, I thought it was going to be like a direct to TV, you know, direct to video or something, but no, it's it's coming out the theaters. That
0: is a I have a, an interesting story with that. My friends and I in 8th grade used to come in on Mondays together having all seen something different over the weekend and would kind of recap it with each other. so it was film strip before there was any way of recording it or whatever. <laughs> and and I remember a friend trying to re- recalled Jacob's letter to me. And I'm sitting there looking at him going like Fox. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I couldn't follow it. Off. I finally ended up renting it years later, watching it. And it's got, to me is a little underrated. I think it's pretty good. I mean, maybe it's, you know, quality rated now. I think people really like it, but at the time it didn't really match, but it's cool. I mean, it's a twist, but it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Oh, you figure, I, I don't know. I mean, the remake looks r- really, really cheap, but actually it just reminded me there is another movie coming out. RJ, I forget. Are you the one that likes Rob Zombie or are you with me where you don't like Rob Zombie?
0: I do not care for Rob Zombie's aesthetic, but if you're talking about Three from Hell, we brought it up on the, That's at, what the, I'm end, at the end of the last show. And I'm thoroughly intrigued by how brutal that looks.
2: <laughs> it sounds like we have Ron and I as Team Zombie and you two on the other side.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, I think his best movie is his first movie. I think House of a Thousand Corpses is his best movie because it's, it just feels like a music video. I think once he started like kind of trying to be like serious or trying to have like a mess message, like the Halloween movies, I was just like, ah, uh, no, no more of this. Like, pfft. I remember watching the first Halloween movie that he made, and I, I actually I felt dirty after watching that. Like, I had to go take a shower. Oh, no, it was you, like you, you, never again.
0: You want to feel dirty after Rob Zombie movie? Watch Thirty One. I had to take three showers after that. Like I I felt bad. I tried <laughs> to figure out can I remove this from my Amazon history so it doesn't think I like this kind of stuff and recommend more of it to me because I don't I don't need that in my life. <laughs> okay, Irina, What what else are are you excited about that's coming down or what have you been involved in uh, recently you want to talk about here?
2: I've mentioned this a couple of times um that Renée Zellweger is appearing in Judy the movie and <laughs> I'm going to revisit it and I'm going to revisit it because I was excited as I kept doing more and more research because it's kind of been my, my obsessive compulsive focal point here uh, because I was so mad about it. When I first saw it, I was like, God, that woman can't do that. God. And then when I did the research, I was like, Oh wait. So the great part about Judy, uh, which um. If you, if you haven't heard me talk about it on past episodes, is uh, this is a Judy Garland movie. It's a Judy Garland biopic starring Z- Renee Zellweger as Judy. But it's the last like eight to nine months before Judy passes away. Hmm. So it's 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 not that, you know, it's not the Wizard of Oz Judy. It's not the Meet Me in St. Louis Judy. This is the end of the road for her. And it's about the ups and downs, where she meets her fifth husband. I don't know why she needed five, but it's where she met her fifth husband and the romance there and this this is the like the darker side of Judy. So, now that I've kind of done that research, I'm actually kind of excited about it because as much as Renée Zellweger is a downer for me, I think with what she is going to be portraying, she's absolutely suited for it and we Jay, you and I know from past discussions that she is not my favorite person in the entire world. But um, I'm I'm still going to repeat myself and say, I think this is actually going to be a good one.
0: That's interesting. And and if you want to hear more of our thoughts on uh, Renee Zellweger, just wait till November, folks. When when the Chicago <laughs> Review comes out, because we spend a good bit of time on it. I'm intrigued by that twist in the story that that's what they're going to go with. But fifth husband, Liz Taylor's like, hold my beer, lady. You know, seriously.
2: So. <laughs> Yeah.
0: All right, Nick, any other things that you're excited about? Anything you've been into, you want to put on the show here before we wrap up sessions this time?
1: Uh, not really. That's pretty much it. It's been pretty low key for me as far as, you know, media goes, but, um, yeah, yeah, that's really it. Irene, you got anything else?
2: No. Cool.
0: well, that's going to bring our discussion here to a close. Just want to talk a little bit about what I've been into. I've been kind of a documentary kick lately, and I watched a couple of Netflix that I want to throw out there as maybe something you might want to spend some time with. One's a Robert Johnson uh, doc um, uh, called Remastered Devil at the Crossroads. And I'm talking about the blues guitar player, Robert Johnson. And if you don't know the legend, supposedly he sold his soul to the devil to learn how to be this, you know, legendary guitar player. And then he died very young and only wrote so many songs and yada, yada. I'm a big fan. I like his music. I think it's totally influential for decades of rock and roll and rhythm and blues music and stuff like that. And I love how this doc plays with like the mythology part of that versus the reality. And they got people from his life and like relatives from the time still talking. you've got people from the time that are still alive talking about it. And you get a real appreciation for what it was like to be a traveling musician, especially a a black man in the 1920s in Mississippi, Trying to make a living doing that. And, uh, some of it was, I didn't know. I didn't know a little bit about how his son or, uh, his, uh, I'm, excuse me, the child that he fathered with a, a girl that he tried to have a relationship with. And the girl's father would absolutely have none of it to the point that he just basically drove him away. That was, you know, I always heard like he, I thought he was just this deadbeat dad, but apparently not, apparently he tried to be something, but wasn't. Anyway, it's pretty cool. If you want to, you know, it's less than an hour. If you're into blues music or Robert Johnson, it's worth checking out. Watch another one. that's a little more on the disturbing side. It's called red roll red. And I'm a big football fan. Um, I don't think everything about football is perfect. Of course. And this one's about the Steubenville sexual assault case and the high school football players that got caught up in that and sort of the whole culture around it. And the thing about it, I will say is that it is a doc that is made with a very specific agenda and intent. And, There's nothing wrong with having that. I just wish it had been a little more transparent because it turns into a story about a blogger at some point and not about what happened. And I wanted to know a little bit more about what actually happened. I didn't need the gory details. I mean, like what happened in the aftermath? These people are still alive. What's going on? Uh, but it lays out the case pretty good. So if you're into true crime and maybe you remember that case, it's worth giving a look. But warning, it's tough stuff to watch. So those have been the couple of the docs that I've watched recently on on Netflix. And you know, if you're into another, good one or run across one, send me a note on it. Let me know about it because I'm I'm always a sucker for
1: a good quick documentary. Either of you seen those? No, I haven't. But actually, I may check out that last one tonight for some bedtime watching.
2: <laughs> no, I haven't seen either of them, but I'm definitely not going to watch any of them before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend
0: them late at night. Maybe the Robert Johnson one, but definitely not the uh, uh, Red Roll Red one. That one's a little tough. But anyway, <laughs> Nick, Irina, thanks for joining me in this episode of Film Strip Sessions. Tell folks if they want to follow you on the internet how they can do so.
1: Uh, for social media, I'm actually uh, – currently I'm not on social media. I'm just taking a break right now.
0: All right, Irina,
1: lots of places people can follow you. How can they do so?
2: Well, since they can't find Nick, they can find me at Ising on Twitter, E-Y-E-S-I-N-G, or on Instagram at iNerd, E-Y-E dot N-E-R-D.
0: And I teased you a little bit about it, but you are involved in theater productions and things. Tell people what you've been working on the last couple of months and what's coming up.
2: Oh, awesome. So I do work with Winchester Little Theater. You can find uh, Winchester Little Theater on Facebook. You can Google it. Um, We are at WLT online on Twitter and, um, at Winchester Little Theater with an R E. So Winchester Little Theater, R E not E R because, um, R E is actually a place. E R is just, you know, kind of the, it, it, there's a different definition there. But if, anyway, um, so currently we're working on a production of Steel Magnolias, the state app, stage adaptation, which is much different from the movie. Um, still the same characters we love, Weezer, Malin, Shelby, Clary, um, and Truvy, and Annel, all in um, the uh, hair salon, but um, it really is kind of hitting home. Yeah, it's taking a lot out of me, but it, it's been a great experience. I'm excited. Uh, I'm stage managing and it's really my first uh, moment to assist and direct anything live on stage so I'm, I'm really excited about it and uh, Jay you make your own special appearance so that's going to be exciting to have you there as
0: well yeah thanks for including me in that I'm actually looking forward to coming and seeing them my wife and I bought tickets we're going to closing night and get to check it out in September so excited to get to check that out I enjoy live theater things like that my wife does here and there but she's most excited about it because she's heard me talk it up and, and thinks it's a neat idea so we're looking forward to seeing that again what's coming Up on film strip in September. Well, we're gonna finish up Summer of Stallone. That's gonna be cliffhanger coming out right around Labor Day, and then a couple weeks later, of course, premiering that weekend's It Chapter Two. Nick and I will have our review up for you at that point. We'll do another sessions in September with more of the cast, and then get you set for Shocktober. And I'm I'm just gonna tease right now. I'm not gonna give all the details, but. We've already told you there's two episodes coming from Shocktober, but there may be some extra stuff because, you know, October is a big one and the Shocktober series is something we've always liked to pump a lot of stuff into. So there may be some extra special things coming in October for your trick or treat basket, if you like. But all that to come in the future, you can find links to the podcast and our archives at FilmstripPodcast.com, you'll also see links where you can download the show. Please leave a positive review wherever you download the show; it helps other people find the show, and we appreciate the support. You can follow the show on Twitter at FilmstripPod or search Filmstrip Podcast if you want to follow us on Facebook. Until next time, for Nick and Irina, I'm Jay, and this was Filmstrip Sessions.